You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson. Good morning. I'm Steve Gilbert, along with Dan Peterson and a special guest, Jamie Weiser. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, presented to you by Roach & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. A five-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, five-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, a four-time winner of our London's Reader's Choice Award, and first-time winner of the St. Thomas and Elgin Weekly Reader's Choice Award. And... Proud sponsor of the 2017 Ford World Men's Curling Championships, which are in Edmonton, Alberta. They certainly are. Which is where Mr. Inch is at this time. We want to thank you for listening today, and, and we hope that you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide information to our listeners about heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, and transmissions today. <laughs> Just today? <laughs> Just today. All right. Well, as long as you're in the chair. Uh, but most important, the phone lines are open, so we want you to call in locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You can also send us an email at inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. So please don't wait. Give us a call and ask us some questions. Uh, Mr. Peterson. Yes, Mr. Gilbert. So the London Knights staved off elimination from the Windsor Spitfire. And, yes, now they did. and now they're in tough with the Erie Otters. They certainly are. Yeah. Um, last night was a... They, they knew that they had to win one in the other team's building anyway, and they did that in the first game. Which is great. Yes. Yeah, to, to, to start it off and with the win is yep. huge. So I, I think Mr. Hunter will gather them together and uh, get them regrouped, and I think they'll come out firing on all cylinders on Tuesday. Well... Yep, at home. The whole city is behind that same thought process right now. Hopefully, yes. yes. Yeah. Let's get uh, the fans out and uh, give, him, uh, give them a rousing ovation and get them fired up. That would be great. Yep. yep. So you're watching that very intently. I certainly am. Lots yes. of sports going on and, and also uh, watched a great um, one-two page playoff game last night with Mr. Gushu and, and Sweden. Yes. Uh, so... And uh, that put Mr. That put Canada into the final of the gold medal game in curling at the in Edmonton. Yep. And so uh, Peter will be happy because we will certainly medal whether that's gold or whether that's silver. Yes. Yeah. And Canada hasn't lost a game in the worlds this year, men and women. That's combined. true. Yep. Yeah, they're doing very, very doing well. Very well. Yeah. And how about you, Mr. Weiser? How are things? Very good. Very good. Yeah, it's good to be me. Had a. G- <laughs> <laughs> And we can't forget our friend, Mr. Carl Garnish, back there behind the window. How are you, Carl? I'm very well now that I get to be with you handsome gentlemen in this uh, beautiful <laughs> oh, Saturday morning. Oh, handsome. Now, that sounds like kiss-up <laughs> talk right there. Is that a course you've taken, Carl? <laughs> Kissing up, it's, uh, it's a real art. Yes. It's the, it the art be. that I practice. Absolutely, yes. Well, good for you. Thank you, Carl, as always, for producing our show. So I do have a question uh, in my stack here. Just let me find it. It's it's a it's a plumbing question, Dan. Okay. So, uh, someone received a coupon. Uh, there's a customer called in and said they received a coupon in the mail about a free mixing valve, and they just, you know, what's a mixing valve? A free mixing valve? Yeah, that's really yeah. Um, it's now it's been Ontario law for a while that 
that uh, you can't supply in residential more than 120 degree water to uh, any fixtures other than, you know, a washing machine, dishwasher, that type of thing. And a mixing valve is usually they put it on top of the water heater so that they use one mixing valve for, they can use it for basically the whole house instead of putting one at each fixture. And it uh, tempers the water down from, if your water heater is set at 140 degrees down to 120. And so is that an important thing to have in the house? Well, it is because anytime the water's over 120 degrees, the chances of getting uh, burnt by the water, scalded by the water, as the temperature increases, so does the chance of that happening. Okay. So they've put that law in because there have been people get um, burnt and scalded by hot water and they, whether they just don't check it and stick their hand in or their foot into a tub. So they've decided uh, a few years ago, actually, uh, maybe five years ago, probably more than that now, um, that that was going to become part of the code. Interesting you say that because, you know, on your, if you if you go downstairs and look at your water heater, uh, all there is is a, if it's a tank, all there is is a blue dial. And yes. on that dial, it just says warm, warmer, hot. Uh, yeah. Very hot. There's right. no temperature on that dial, right? Right. That's correct. So you really have no idea what the temperature is of that hot water tank. No, you don't. Um, they used they used to come set at roughly 135 degrees. Preset. Preset. And the older dials even had a, a selection on that said normal. Although <laughs> no, there is no normal any in this day and age. No, and, it's true. Uh, normal is different for everyone. Some people like the water hotter. Some people like it cooler. So, but that was what they normally were set at was around 135 degrees. Now, is that because inside that water heater it needs to be at certain temperatures so there's no bacteria growth happening in the tank? That's right. Okay. Um, there is uh, Legionella bacteria for one. Right. Um, the water has to be over, I think, exactly, I think it's 133 degrees. Anything under 133 degrees, the that bacteria will have a tendency to grow inside that tank. So hence the minimum or the normal temperature they set at preset at 135. But then right. 135 is too hot for us. So That's then, right. So they have to temper that water down, down to 120 degrees to deliver it to the fixtures. So then I'm just, I'm just, I have a... And we're going to go to break, but I just, I've got to, I'm going to just expand upon this subject just a little bit further. So when we get back from break, um, we'll do that. So Carl's okay. giving me the thumbs up. So Carl, it's all yours. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. What a great old tune. Very that good. Was. Very good, Dan. That was a great old tune. And Mr. Peterson, that song choice was yours. Yes. Yes. With Con- the help of my lovely wife, Lynn. Well, congratulations on finishing <laughs> first this week. It is water related. It, <laughs> it is H2O related. <laughs> And I just want to rem- remind people, uh, the phone lines are open, so please give us a call 
here at the Roy Inch & Sons Ultimate Home Comfort Show. 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. We were talking uh, mixing valves yes. and hot water. Yes. And the question I wanted to ask in reference to that because... So tankless is new on the market these days, right? Yes. And... The, although the plumbing code says you need a mixing valve on everything, right. we have found that putting a mixing valve on a tankless water heater is a very bad thing to do. It uh, does not work. Right. But you have to also remember with tankless, you don't have that 30, 40, 50 gallons of water sitting inside that tank that's not being used. Right. It's, it's only, it's on demand. It's only, you only use, you know, it only heats what you use. So... There is a bit of a difference there. And and also, is does part of the fact also, like those tankless water heaters uh, come defaulted, you can't put them over 120 degrees until you, unless you want to get in the finer programming of it. So, uh, right. like, there's a, there's a keypad on them that you set the water temperature at. Yes. And yes. amazingly enough, when you stick a thermometer in the, in the tap after that water heater, it's exactly what that keypad says. Yes, yes. So does that, is that part of, is that helping the fact that it, that kind of allows the code to say, well, this water heater is set this way, so it's keeping it exactly what that mixing valve would be? That's right. Uh, there's less of a chance for that to fail than a, a mechanical device. Right. Yeah. So that is uh, easier to keep the water set at that temperature than it would be in a tank. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and a lot of people, they wanted to set their tank down to 120. Yes. But, but that doesn't that doesn't work because you aren't killing the bacteria at that point. Right. So th yeah. that's that's a real issue. So tankless, because there is no storage there, right. and it's only heating water as it needs to, the water right. sitting in that tank is right. cold anyways. There's yeah. no, nothing going on. And And there's always flow there. Okay. You know, there's always flow through a tankless water heater. Nothing happens till there's flow. So that the tubing that's in a tankless water heater is constantly being flushed every time someone opens a tap up. Right. Yeah. So okay. that's better too. All right. Well, you said you learned something today, Jamie. Well, no, I didn't learn. Well, I have I have learned something about that uh, that uh, Legionella. Yeah. I, I didn't yes. know that was a concern. Yes. But I do have a question about the tankless. Um, in doing some looking around on the tankless, because we've talked about this before, I was thinking now that we're, you know, empty nesters. Right. This might be a way we, we might want to go down towards uh, in the future here. But uh, what's the difference between condensing and non-condensing tankless water heaters? That's a good question. Well, so, thank you. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, condensing and non-condensing, it, it really, it's it's going to be, it's, it's all about efficiency. So a condensing water heater, to me, like a condensing furnace means high efficiency, and that means over 90%. Okay. So uh, non-condensing means the flue gas is still hotter than uh, 212 degrees because that's, that's, you know, water turns to vapor at 212. Yes. Right. So that, to me, when it's non-condensing, your exhaust temperature is over 212 because that water now isn't condensing. There's, there's moisture in natural gas. When you burn natural gas, you produce water. Right. So that water in a non-condensing product has to be higher than 212. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In, a non, in a condensing water heater, that the vent temperature is going to be around 80 or 90 degrees. So that f water heater is making water inside of itself that we have to drain away. Okay. Yes. Just like your furnace. Right. Yeah. And, and what products of uh, the condensing water or non-condensing do you guys install? 
Well, we, we carry two brands of tankless water heater that we use typically these days. One is uh, Rheem. Uh, they make a tankless hot water heater, and it's high efficiency, so it's condensing. Right. And then we also use a product called Renai. Nice. And uh, they have condensing and non-condensing products. Yes. And what do you recommend? Or does it just come down to an efficiency Actually, standpoint? when it comes to tankless, Dan, would you, it's all about how much water you want. So it's all about flow these yes. days. Yeah. Okay. Flow is big, the biggest thing right now. So when I was in a home uh, yesterday and they only had one bathroom. And so I, they wanted high efficiency hot water. So I went to the Renai eight gallon per minute as opposed to the standard Renai 9.8 gallon per minute yes. because they don't, they don't need the extra water. Right. right. So it's, you just, it's, it's more, with tankless anyways, it's more about sizing the product for the house. Yes. It's, it's like sizing a furnace. There is Absolutely. no, there's no set answer in stone. It's, it's what the people have in their house and what the people desire. So we try to make sure that we, we match that up with the people's lifestyle. The difficulty we have with tankless these days, if, you know, if you get into these bigger homes and they're using a high volume of water in the bathroom because they've, that shower's got body misters and sprayers and all yes. the stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, you better be sure when you're putting that water heater in that it can handle the flow rate. And it's yes. not just out of that one bathroom. So if that bathroom's running with the body misters and everything, what else is going on in the house? Yes. Right. You have to keep all those things into consideration because, you know, you put a tankless in and all of a sudden they, there's someone's having a shower using the body misters and then someone else uses a shower someplace else in the house and, and someone opens up a sink and there's no hot water, yeah. and then there's problems, yeah. right? Okay. So yeah. it's, it can be, it, it, tankless isn't necessarily for everybody. That's right. That's right. Uh, it, but you really have to be careful about what applications you put it in. Right. And and when tankless first came out, that was the concern about tankless was that people couldn't run hot water at two different locations at the same time. But they have come so far in that that uh, the flow rates, it's virtually not a problem at all now. Really. Right. So when you do a maintenance on your water heater regularly. <laughs> We're going to go there again, Steve. <laughs> well, I just have to tell people. Uh, I have I have two bathrooms in my house, both with normal shower heads. Yes. And uh, laundry, dishwasher, you know, kitchen. Um, I can run both showers at the same time and uh, you can do the laundry or have the dishwasher running or have the kitchen sink on. And mine is a 7.5 gallon water heater. Yeah. But I've got normal shower heads. I don't have high volume products. Right. Like uh, your body sprays and. Yes. Rain shower heads and things like that. Yeah. But so are most shower heads today energy efficient? So they're, you know, on the lower <laughs> flow where aren't they supposed yes. to be? I'm going to defer are. this to Mr. Peterson. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. When the, it's been mandated to have certain flows through certain fixtures, even your kitchen faucet or your faucet at the basin, they're all mandated to have certain flow rates. And that that's and, lower now than what it used to be? Well, it certainly is. It certainly yeah. is all now. Matter of conservation? Yeah. Some people have uh, changed those flow rates right. mechanically, um, but it's still, when they come out of the factory, they're all at what the government has set. Okay. Yeah. And then just one more question on water and bathrooms and all this stuff. Products today, like um, we deal in all types of faucets, you know, Delta, Moen, all those things. Mm-hmm. They've got mixing valves already in the appliance itself, right? 
Some of them do, yes. Mostly not on your kitchen sink or on your showers, your tubs. Those are all incorporated inside the inside it, the faucet itself. But you have to remember those are not mixing valves; they're balancers. Okay. Okay. Yep. They, there's nothing inside that faucet. There are faucets on the market that will regulate that temperature to 120 degrees, but basically they're balancers. Okay. So then if you can just explain that a little bit. So can they be adjusted? Some of them can be. Most of them adjust themselves. Self-adjusting. When you, yes. When you, when you turn the, say you, you're having a shower and you have the water set at a certain temperature, you get in, someone flushes a toilet or opens up the kitchen sink. Right. That balances that flow out to... Minimize only, some exactly. a cold water shock. Okay. Exactly. So it'll only vary probably two degrees, which is negligible. People don't even notice that really. Okay. So that's what that is. Now, there are some that are temperature and pressure balanced, so... So when you're shopping for that product, just do a little bit of research and uh, you should be able to find what you're looking for. Yeah, because that, that really can, can wreak havoc, you know, when you're trying to figure out what the temperature is that you want to have in the house on, the, on your hot water system. That's right? right. That's why it's best to have your mixing valve on top of your water heater and that temperature comes out and... It's constant throughout it's the constant, entire house. Yes. The same way with a tankless, the temperature's yeah. preset, it's constant throughout the entire house. Yes. Okay. I think we've beat the water subject to death. Uh, <laughs> Carl's given me the sign, so we are going to go to commercial break. Thanks, Carl. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine... Another great tune. It was so, absolutely. Another another great tune, and that song selection finishing second this week was by Mr. Jamie Weisler. Bridesmaid again. It's a classic, though. (laughs) It is a classic. But you know, you are consistently in second place, so I don't know if that's such a bad thing, right? Where some of us go from top to bottom, right, Carl? You're absolutely right, Steve. I'm speaking for myself as well, Carl, not just you, buddy. (laughs) And some of us don't even show up from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very true point as well. (laughs) Yes. I do have to mention, Carl mentioned something to me, and I just want, on behalf of all of us sitting in here, to wish you luck tonight. Uh, There's uh, an award that's going on tonight, and Carl is in the running for it. So, Carl, all the best of luck to that, and uh, we hope the best for you. Well, I, um, I do appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, it really does honor a lot of the students that are in journalism, and it's uh, it's a really nice night to kind of you know say thank you to them for all their hard work. So it's going to be a very important night for a lot of people to see how far they've come since they began that journey. Exactly. And so we are wishing you the best. Yes, good luck, Carl. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Sure. Even though you finished last. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You had to get that in. (laughs) Steve, why don't we ask a question about appliances, please? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know I can't answer that question, Carl. You know I'm useless on appliances. All right. So uh, John called in, and uh, he just said, you know, when, when can 
an AC maintenance uh, be done on your equipment? Okay, Steve, you're you're looking at the plumber wanting to know <laughs> when to do the AC maintenance. Well, let me let me ask Jamie this question, Jamie. When can you have a checkup done on your transmission on your car? Uh, just about any time. Absolutely. Okay. And would you just say that it's best just to have it done at some point in time during the year? Yes. Regular maintenance is extremely important on all of the equipment that we use in everyday life. Right. So the same thing applies to your furnace and your air conditioner. It's it just, you need to have it looked at. Um, so if it hasn't been looked at, it's just important to get it checked just yes. to make sure that it's operating properly. Yes. I, I turn mine on early to make sure it's working properly, my air. Yep. And then I get my maintenance on my furnace and my air conditioner done at the same time. That's smart. Like later on in the summer. Yeah. And uh, that way I can make sure the furnace is going to be working for the winter and uh, get my tune-up done for my air conditioner for the re the rest of the year. Now, the weather has, uh, well, today it's going to be a beautiful day. It is going to be yes. a, beautiful. a beautiful weekend. And they're talking about next the next week coming, the, the temperatures are going to get warm again. So. Yes. With that warmer weather comes air conditioning use. Yes. So, you know, uh, Peter will want me to say this, and it, it really, he probably already has the cover off his air conditioner because <laughs> that's the way he rolls. It's probably running right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's not home, but maybe just for flurry. But, yes, it is important. It's the time of year to take your winter air conditioner cover off, you know, fold it up, put it away. And and uh, if you haven't scheduled that maintenance on your air conditioner, please, please, please get that scheduled. Yes. Because you don't want one of these people when you just go to turn it on the very first hot day of the year and and nothing happens. That's right. Because right. the first hot day of the year, uh, it's very difficult for any company in the city to get out to you and, and get your things working. Yeah, and if you have some uh, breathing issues or something like that, uh, you have to have a certain temperature in your home for whatever reason, then make sure that you get that done early so that you don't have to panic when... When it comes time to use it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, I do have a question on the AC front here too, Steve. Uh, today's technology as opposed to, you know, 20-year-ago technology. My AC unit's a 20-year-old AC unit. So how much more efficient electrically, because that's really what we're going to consume here in power to cooler house, are today's units compared to, you know, a 20-year-old unit? How much value are we going to save in the hydro bill? Because, you know, today, every time we turn around, we're getting, you know, higher and higher hydro costs. So. So they measure air conditioning in, in a in a something called a SEER, and that's that's how well it uses electricity. So that's its efficiency rating. So uh, your unit twenty the twenty year air conditioner would probably be like a six or a seven SEER unit, and they're making them as high as twenty six now. Okay. So really, that twenty six SEER air conditioner is, I'm going to say, probably anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred percent more electrically efficient than the one than the twenty year old unit. So that's kind that's of a the high end. Pardon right? me. That's kind of a no-brainer in replacement cost and the savings in hydro cost to run that AC unit for a season. Well, certainly, uh, there's more to air conditioning now than there's ever been because we speak of technology advances. So your air conditioner, uh, twenty years ago, all all it could do really was you cooled the house, right? And you think, okay, well, what else can you do with an air conditioner? It dehumidifies the house as kind of a byproduct of right. that cooling process. Correct. Okay. So 20 years ago, we never really could, uh, we couldn't run your air conditioner to dehumidify specifically 
but nowadays we can. So nowadays on these newer units, not only can you set the temperature, but you can also dial in and, and be more exact at what humidity level you want in the house as well. So we can be very precise on on the climate in your home, more right. so now than we've ever been able to do. And that's not unlike what you're doing with today's furnaces too, right? Exactly. In, in the winter, making sure that we don't have dry skin and you know, yeah. flaky dogs and stuff like that. So it really, it, it, now it comes at a cost because this equipment, if you want precise climate in your home, uh, it, it's more expensive equipment, but we yes. can we can achieve that today where we couldn't do that 20 years ago. Right. Okay. That's like Dan said earlier about, you know, with people with breathing mm-hmm. um, situations, this would be a better climate for them to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you want, your home's comfort really is, is all all has to do with circulation. If you don't have proper circulation in your home, your home's not going to be comfortable. If you don't have proper circulation in your home, you're not going to be able to filter the bad things out of the air or or keep the humidity levels where you want them. So you need circulation, and then you need to be able to dial in on these things to be able to make sure we're giving the right amount of heat and the right amount of cooling and the right de- dehumidification or the right humidification. It's It can be complicated, but... It really depends what you're looking for, right? We can we can deliver those things today. Roy Inch and Sons can deliver these things today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely we can, yes. Okay. Yeah. And when you guys do an energy audit, are those the kinds of thing that you're you're looking towards? Uh, when I do an assessment in your home, I, yeah. I ask a lot of questions because I'm trying to unearth a lot of things going on in the house that maybe you may not understand as a problem, but I may see as, as an issue that I can ask, is that something, do you want that? Me to, do you want me to look at that to make that better for you? And it may or may not be important to you. If it's not important to you, then we'll just move on and do something else, right? Perfect. But if there's an issue in the house, uh, like there's a respiratory problems are on the rise today. So people with asthma, allergies, all these things are, are climbing. And, you know, yes, you have to walk outside and get in that environment. But if you want a, if you want just a, like a little haven in your home, when you walk in, you can recover then we can certainly do things like that for you. But it's not going to help me with a peanut allergy then. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's no? true. Yeah, yeah. If there's a peanut allergy, probably nothing I can do about that, no. except yeah. I could remove the peanut butter out of the cupboard in the house and take it out of the house. Yes. Yeah. Right. That would be the easiest way to do that. <laughs> well, that is, you know, they say to eliminate the problem first. So, yes. But um, with uh, people with respiratory problems... Um, I mean, all they have to do is call Peter and and let him, and ask him about that because of when he was in Beijing. Absolutely, you know. I mean, there were days that he couldn't see two blocks down the street. Right. Um, so we are thank our lucky stars that uh, we live in the environment we we do, and that we have the equipment that can make that environment better. Yeah. See, we also they've been how long have they been using UV and water, Dan? Uh, longer than they have an air, yeah. Right, lo- uh, in water purification. Yeah, I'd probably say 20 years. So we've just started using UV now in air streams, right, just to try to help clean things up. And, and that's to get rid of the bacteria, airborne bacteria? Yes. Well, yes, and, and actually your your air conditioning coil, that thing that sits on top of your furnace, which, which you know, you see water coming out of all the time and in some cases turns into a block of ice, there's a lot of bad things that grow in damp, dark environments. Yes. So 
you know, we put a lot more UV now in on top of those coils in order to keep that bacteria growth to uh, a minimum. To a minimum, yeah. And that's we've had great success with that as well. Excellent. Well, we're probably going to go to a break. I've got the signal from Carl, and uh, we'll see you right after. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. That's how we're feeling in the studio today. We're all happy. Happy, happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was my song choice. Nice choice. And uh, I was just, yeah, I think I was just feeling it that day. Hmm. <laughs> well, the sun's shining outside, and it just improves your mood all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Exactly. Uh, we were at the, well, we were talking at the break while the commercial break was on. Jamie was alluding to a question just about, um, you know, Cost analysis. So you, what was your question just about, you know, in your own shop? Well, just, uh, you know, we're looking at changing over some LED light fixtures. And, you know, we can have a, a guy come in and, and, and tell us the difference in cost between our fluorescent fixtures and our LED fixtures. And is that the same kind of analysis you can do with our heating and cooling equipment to know where our financially cost saving is going to be on the electrical side? So, yes. Yeah, so when, in, in order to help you kind of decide what kind of equipment you may want in your house, then... I, I will do. I'll take I'll take every, all the information off your old equipment, your furnace and your air conditioner, and then I'll plug in what stuff you do want, and I'll do a cost comparison for you just to show you these are the projected savings that you could expect right. from this new equipment. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have a phone call, so we're going to go to the line, and we're going to talk to Frank. How are you, Frank? How are you today? Good, good. good. Um, I just found that conversation interesting that uh, earlier on the show about uh, the bacteria that can grow in... Uh, Water, yes. your water tank less than 135 degrees. Right. So can you expand a bit more about that? Is that the same bacteria that causes Legionnaire's disease? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, what, and uh, like, I know you know you guys might not be uh, aware of, of the other part of it, but how, how would that affect you? Like, you know, it's in, sitting in the water. Is it, you know, like, how does it affect you? Well, when you use your hot water, mm-hmm. you know, that could, uh, it, you can ingest it like when you're having a shower, um, okay. when you're washing dishes, um, even when you're having a shower, mist off your hot water. And and that's a, a respiratory type illness, and um, you'd have to probably talk to a doctor further on that but yeah uh, yeah i didn't want to ask you the medical question we are not a doctor no well he plays a doctor on tv anyways (laughs) uh my so my question it would have been related to that in terms of how would that be transmitted yes you're you're answering it so if you're drinking the water or the yeah uh the the mist from it yes now when they originally found that uh or discovered that disease. It was actually at a, a Legion conference, and it, it was um, in Philadelphia. Yes, and it was through the the pans of water that they use for humidification. 
Okay. And and that was basically the same thing. It was water that wasn't moving, moving, mm-hmm. wasn't a very hot temperature, and it allowed that to grow. Okay. So what what do you suggest if you have that, say, in an older home where you just there, you don't have a mixing valve at all? Right. Um, because would you need to just dedicate the hot water, say, just to the dishwasher or the laundry? That's what I would do. Okay, and so and sometimes have, that isn't easy to do in some homes, though, some existing homes. But uh, So you would have to add uh, a dedicated line to those uh, yes, two areas? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think it sheds a bit more light, because if, if, okay. if it's a health issue, then uh, it, you know, it's worth expanding on a bit more. Yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, it is, Frank. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, well, thanks for the info, guys. Okay. Thank you for calling. Keep Thank up you. the good job. Thank right. you. Bye bye. Bye now. So, yeah, that was a. Uh, when did that happen? That the Legionella. Oh, like, that was actually a, a fair amount of time ago. Now yeah. I can't remember exactly the year. So since then, you know, we've changed everything in the HVAC industry, right? So we don't we don't recommend drum humidifiers anymore right. because of that fact. That's right. Uh, we only recommend the bypass style. So there was a whole shift based on that, yes. and then. And then hence the importance of using UV these days on top of air conditioning coils yeah. just to compete with all that. Well, those old drum uh, humidifiers, that pan of water sat there, and if you didn't change the pad, it never got uh, evaporated into the pad to get into your, you know, it was just basically the water sitting there. Very few people deal with their drum humidifiers. Yes. I, I see it every single day when I go into people's homes and I'll see that drum humidifier and there's still water in it and nothing's happening. So, right. you know, right. it's it's still a problem to this very day. Well, you have a tendency to forget about it. You think, oh, oh yeah, I should look after that humidifier or, or get a new pad, but then it gets put on the back burner. Always. It's actually yeah. way more important than what people think. So thanks for that question, Frank. And just to remind people, the phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And I had another uh, I had another question from a caller that called in. Should should I be changing my fur- should my furnace be hot to the touch when you change your filter? What do you guys think about that one? I, I would think not. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> going to say like no. A good thing, no. <laughs> so, to me, what that sounds like is is the filter is probably dirty. Yes. And there's not enough air getting past the yes. furnace. And I'm surprised that that furnace, the limit switch, hasn't Didn't tripped it, it off, out yeah. and shut it off because it would be a dangerous situation. Yes. So, it's just it's one of those things. You know, we recommend changing the batteries on your smoke detectors twice a year just to make sure that they're always fresh. And when you're doing that, we're recommending that, you know, you, you're changing your filter. Um, if you have a yes. one-inch filter, you need to change it more often than than a four-inch filter or a right. five-inch filter. But you really need to be on top of those things. Technology today has allowed us to put reminders in our in our phones or my thermostat and your thermostat, Dan, will send me an email reminder to say, hey, Steve, you haven't changed the filter. Uh, smarten up. Go get one. Put it in and change it. Well, and I've seen those filters, those one-inch filters that have not been changed that actually are almost sucked right into the furnace because oh, it, yes. it just can't, and you can't get them out. No, then you almost you have, have to take the ductwork apart to be able to get the furnace out. Yeah, then you the, have other uh, issues. Filter, yes. We have another call on the line. We're going to go line and talk to Helen. Helen, how are you today? Hi. Hi. 
Uh, I didn't quite get everything about the Legionnaire's disease. I was out of the room. Is that in your water heater or is that in the, the, your air conditioner? Where does this develop? Okay. Well, it could happen in both places. It could happen in your water heater. Oh. Uh, yeah. If your water temperature isn't hot enough and you don't use enough hot water, then that water sits there and you don't get enough flow to keep that flushed. And when that's when Legionnaire's disease could happen. That's when the bacteria could start to grow. But not in your air conditioner. Well, not not in your... So there's... Um, it, it's more. It was more prone to your humidifier, Helen. So the oh. old, the old style humidifiers that had the drum and the sponge. Oh, I don't use those. No. Good. Okay. No, that's so good. that was another and, spot. And the water heater. Uh, how much water would you have to use a day? Like I'm, I'm a, a single person living yeah. alone. I just use it for washing dishes and things like that and drinking. But I boil all my water before I drink. No. It. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, that's I a always good thing. do. Um, I have to do it because <laughs> yes. you can taste for it. Well, the, when your cold water comes, when you turn your hot water tap on, it brings cold water into your tank to the bottom Yes. where the burner is. Yes. And then everything comes out of the top. So you have that whole tank circulating basically when you open a tap up. Oh. That's a good thing. Oh, okay. Okay? So thank you very much. Thank All you, right. Helen. We hit uh, an interesting subject today. I guess we did. Yes. (laughs) But that's good. Uh, Another caller called in once and said, I have an on-demand water heater. Should I run out of water while filling my jacuzzi tub? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that goes back to the old flow issue. Um, It does, doesn't it? If you don't have the right uh, on-demand heater with the right gallons per minute or you you have more gallons per minute using the the faucet is using, then the water heater can supply. Yes, that's uh, you could have a problem there. Yeah. So it's all it's all about sizing and that's making right. sure that the product you purchase is the right product to do the job. That's right. And that goes in anything we do. That goes in your business, Jamie. Absolutely. Yes. 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 You need to know what you what your purpose of whatever you're going to use for. So don't buy a small pickup truck to tow a big trailer. So you wouldn't buy a small furnace to heat a big house. No, you would not. No. Yes. So it 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 really it's all relative, and you know, um, if it's the other the other saying we use, if it's too good to be true, it probably, it probably is, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you should get a second opinion then. <laughs> it's just kind of interesting, you know, how some of those old sayings come back and uh, remind us what's going yes. on. So our fathers were true and correct when they told us that stuff, right? Yes. yes. As much as we hate to admit it, right? Wisdom, yes. <laughs> That wisdom, yes. yes. Uh, so, just keep in mind that you know it is it is spring, right? It's that yes. time of year. We need to think about making sure our products are working properly. If you know when you take that cover off the air conditioner, you know sometimes it work. Sometimes you just may want to turn it on just to make sure it's running and make sure you're you, so you don't get that surprise. That's right. That's Aren't right. these all the signs of spring? These <laughs> is that yeah. referring to your uh, to your song choice? Well, it could be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Of course. It is that time of it is that time of the hour. Uh, Carl, good luck tonight. Yes. Good luck, yeah. Carl. And uh, we wish you all the best. You know. You know, truly, I appreciate that. But I really want to just give a quick shout out, if I can, to all the all the people who will also be attending, either as nominees or just as people who've worked hard. And hopefully, it's a great night for everybody. That's. 
Very gracious of you, Carl. That's yep. Wish we wish well for, for everyone and a good night for you, Carl. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> and maybe next week a song. Yeah. <laughs> or well, not. let's let's not stretch it. Let's not let's not really get too well, ridiculous. When about you this finish car. first, Carl, I I can relate to that. It's hard to come back the next week. Absolutely. See, yeah. <laughs> All right. So when we're not on the radio. You can reach us by calling in London to St. Thomas at five one nine six eight one twenty four fifty. You can call Sarnia at five one nine seven eight six two three seven three, or always at one eight six six experts. Uh, you can reach us online at royinch.com. If you're interested, you can listen to a podcast to the show at at our at our page. You can go to the uh, inch by inch, and uh, you'll see the you'll see the inch by inch button on our homepage. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, by the inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. Join us again next Saturday morning at 9 for a brand new episode. Or check out our show page for past episodes archived at am980.ca.